This episode of Fever Talk was brought to you by... Peppo Tea Middle Tea. Peppo Tea Middle Tea. When you want some baking done by a 19th century English wench. Uh, to hire that wench, go to... PeppoTeaMiggleTea.com <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't say it again. Uh, for your free coupon code of Fever Talk. So, no... You know what? I'm really bad at my own game. <laughs> and now on with the podcast. Yeah. I don't know. It's I'm tired, guys. It's like late at night on a Sunday. It's been a long week. Uh, but welcome to Fever Talk Fitty. Oh my god. Is this Fitty? I'm pretty sure this is Fitty. Hold on. Banter while I pick up the oh website. Oh god. <laughs> I can't banter on my own. Why not? Make o tea. Yeah, uh, for those who are wondering what the fuck that is, um, we've been watching a lot of uh, old Bake Off series, uh, Great British Bake Off. Um, one of the cast members on season seven, uh, whose name we don't ever remember. It's Candace. It's Candace, okay. Because we just call her Marjorie Targaryen. Uh, I was going to say Targaryen, but no. Marjorie Tyrell. Tyrell. Because she has that, because you know how Marjorie Tyrell kind of like has that sexy smirk all the time? She's the same. No, we're episode 48. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, but you know we're what? We're close. I knew we were close. Yeah, that's the thing. We but, were getting close. Okay, but in the in the great tradition of wine country, can I just say something? Sure. Like, 48 is not 50. See, I have these girls who I, who I work with in my office, and they're both like 37, and they keep saying how they can't believe they're almost 40. And I'm like, you're not almost 40. In, you're 37. In fairness, you've been playing this game with turning 30 for quite a while. Have I? Yeah. Like, you're very conscious of, like, I'm in my, like, 20s, and, like, I'm, you know, I'm almost 30. And I'm like, well, okay, but, like, whatever. Um, I don't know. So, like, okay, so you are later on this year turning 30. Yes, I'm turning 30 this year. So just, I can say now that I'm almost 30 because I'm less than six months away. Like, I feel true. like now it's fair. Um, and uh, I remember turning 30 mm-hmm. uh, because I'm turning 36 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, 30 sucks. 30 sucks. Uh, and so uh, I remember, like, treating my 30th birthday like a postmortem um, and being very kind of dour about it. Uh, but me and you treat birthdays very differently. We had actually a quick discussion about this earlier on today <laughs> because I was told six months in advance that I needed to have something ready for your 30th birthday. Go on, defend yourself. I only say this because... So the first birthday we were together... Oh, we were, God. Okay, you're going to lay it on me in it. Right. I'm not laying it on. I'm just explaining why I said this. So the first birthday we were together, this was very, very early on in our relationship. It was, it was literally our second, second date. date. It was literally yeah. our second date. So I basically turned 26 on our second date, like, at midnight, you know? Yeah. Like you had a show at 9 that night or whatever. And, yeah, it was our second date. So we had we had met each other twice before our first date. And then we had had, we had, had our first date on a Sunday. And then the second date was on the Monday. And I was turning 26 that Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. And... 
you did an improv show, which was very good, and yeah. I got to see your skills on stage, and then you brought out for me... At a, the end of the show. At the end of the show, a vegan cake. Yeah. Which was, like, so sweet, so lovely. And I did and a whole, like, like, happy birthday to Darcy, yeah. like, and then yeah. everybody, everybody clapped and stuff like that. It was, and I was like, wow, and I was, like, telling all my friends about it the next day, and I, it was, like, it, like, really sold me on you. I mean, yeah. I think I was already sold, but I would say that, like, really, I was like, I've oh, got, man. I've got some schmooves when, yeah. when I work on it, when yeah. I work on it. But so, that. Can I, can I just point out, before we go any further, how yeah. much of a fucking hassle it was. I know. To try and find a vegan cake in Dublin that was like a full cake, because you could buy like a slice of vegan something from a ca- cafe, but like you couldn't get it like that's a cake what of it you anywhere. Did. You made them put a bunch of slices together. I bet. Well, they make a cake and they cut open the slices and they sell it. So I said, "Look, you I, <laughs> have you got another one of these cakes in the back that you yeah. haven't like cut up and sold oh, yet?" Baby. And they were like, uh, I think so, but like we don't sell it. And I was like, well, how many slices do you get? I'll pay for that many slices of the cake. Oh, you're so cute. Um, And they were like, grand. And so we did that. But you know what? The weirdest thing was that wasn't the biggest hassle. Like it was awkward, but whatever. The biggest hassle. Where did you get it from? It was like, there was a cafe on Georgia Street um, that I got it from. Um, And then I I walked the cake back to my apartment. And then, but the biggest hassle was finding birthday candles. Oh, really? I found it really hard to find birthday candles after that. So, like, I went from that getting the cake home to then running around to all the different shops I could find to try and find a birthday candle. So, anyway, yeah, I put a lot of effort into that before doing an improv show that I was supposed to be prepared for. <laughs> well, you know, as prepared you can't be for improv. Um, um, but, but, yeah. That was so, like, just, that's so sweet, so lovely, so romantic. And, and I set the bar very high yeah, for future birthdays. So you set the bar high. But listen, I don't... I honestly don't think I expect much. I just expect something. So the following <laughs> the following birthday, there was literally nothing. <laughs> and like, really, like nothing at all. Okay. <laughs> like, not a thing. And so you, Let me defend myself, okay, though. Okay, okay. So your birthday is November 3rd. Yes. Uh, and that year, November 4th, was the Saturday of uh, Thought Bubble. Thought Bubble. So you were actually, you went to, you flew I flew to over on the Friday. On my birthday, yeah. Yeah, so I, I flew out the morning of your birthday. Right. Uh, and so I wasn't going to see you. And I had said to you in advance, I'm not going to see you for your birthday. Like, I'm really sorry, like, but like, this is a big convention. It's a big yeah. part of my year. And I completely understood that. And I was working full time as a comic book person at that point. Um, was that your job title? <laughs> A comic book person, yeah. A comic book writer. But I also had, like, the PA comic book no, job. I like, know, I know. But, um, so, I, like, so, I had to get a bunch of stuff printed up. I was trying to get, like, all my, like, merch ready for it. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, I was very stressed out. And as a result, I wasn't paying attention to you on your birthday. Uh, but there wasn't even... There wasn't a card. But there wasn't even a happy birthday on my birthday. I not even send you a message? No. Oh, God, I do deserve there, getting yeah, an answer for okay. that. Yeah, okay, so there was literally nothing, oh. and which I wasn't happy about, obviously. And so we were, you know, like a little over a year together at that point. And, like, I think it's always hard 
to to ask for what you want, especially when you're not sure if you if it's like worth it. And not even having this conversation now, I'm like, do I sound like a demanding bitch? Like I I don't even know. No. Because of course the first birthday, that was a lot of effort. And I don't expect that much effort every time. Like right. I really don't. I just expect something. A, at the very least a card. Like <laughs> something. The bare minimum of effort. Or even a happy birthday. How's your day going oh, on God. the birthday? I really was wrapped up in my own shit that year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so then, so then, like, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take matters into my own hands. I'm going to even ask for what I want. Like, my parents, I think, like, sent me money. And they were like, you have a nice meal with Aaron. Because they knew that we didn't have much money. So they're like, you have a nice meal with Aaron. So this is my parents' money. And then you were coming back on, say, like, a Tuesday or something. And I was like, okay, like, let's go to dinner on the Tuesday. Right. And you kind of, like, came in on the Tuesday. And you were kind of like, oh, like, I'm too tired. Like, I don't really want to. <laughs> Do anything. Did I not? I feel like I went. I feel like no, I went on the meal. No, no, not then. Not then. Okay, Because you were later. too tired. Yeah, I okay. bought myself, like, two margaritas in a in a bar that was close to you when you lived in Ranala and, like, sat drinking two margaritas, trying to have a positive attitude, being like, oh, we'll go for a late dinner. This will be fun. This will be great. And you were just like, no, like, I'm too tired. Like, I don't really want to. And... <laughs> yeah. And so... I just landed, though. That was the thing. I even no, had my suitcase listen, with me. And listen, I get it. Like, you were... T- like, it wasn't the right time. Like, right. it, it actually wasn't. Yeah. Um, but then I guess I had sort of hoped that maybe you would still be making up for it. And then we did eventually, like, go to dinner, like, maybe the week later. And we, like, went and we had, like, a nice dinner in an Italian restaurant in Cable Street. And it was, yeah. like, a nice dinner. But I was like, oh, okay. Like, essentially, my parents are taking us out to dinner. Like, <laughs> he's going to do something now. Like, he's going to do something. I had intentions. I had did you? Well, I had intentions at the very least of like drawing you up a card because okay. the year the year before I had drawn you a card. You had also for so that same year, so that same year that you got me the vegan cake. Then I had like with my roommate at the time, we had like a joint birthday party like two or three weeks after my birthday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then you also presented me with this like beautiful like hand drawn card, which I still have up in our bedroom. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, yeah, it was just these, like, really sweet things. And, like, even just that, you know, would have been amazing. Like, just these little sweet, like, personal things. Mm. But, like, it was nothing. It was me, like, feeling like I was dragging <laughs> you out to dinner. And then, like, absolutely nothing. Yeah, no, that was a wake-up call for me. Like, you know, I, I needed the... I mean, because you didn't even give out to me at dinner. You just said to me, like, hey, like, it wasn't cool that, like you just completely like you know didn't do anything for my birthday you, you just forgot about it essentially yes and i was kind of like i like i do remember even at the time going like oh jesus yeah that's not great like <laughs> kind of recognizing like oh okay i fucked up on this one yeah uh and so i've always i've always taken my wrist slap uh about that and said like okay yeah i can't i can't do that shit again um, but I was surprised for you to, uh, to give me six months notice today, though, of, like, you better fucking do something. Well, this. yeah, because I was worried that, like, and, like, listen, I'm saying this for, for both of our sake, right? Mm. Like, because I was worried that you would think, because we are, we, my best friend is getting married the day before my birthday, so we're going to New York, and I decided we'll extend the trip, you know, we'll make it a week, and we'll make it a week, like, after the wedding that I yeah. need to spend with my parents, um, and my family, and my, like, close friends in New York, and so today I just made the point of being like, that's not your present to me, <laughs> like, once again, because I yeah. get, but I get that it is a thing for you, you had to take the time off, like, that is something, but I also want to say, like, that's 
Not enough. <laughs> no, no, I get it. And I've already, the wheels are already turning in my head about what I know, to but do. Like, and I don't expect anything big, like, a, just, a, just something. Yeah. Yeah, because it's 30. It's a big one. No, no, I get it. Well, see, yeah. that's the thing. I was going to say, like, are you excited about your 30th birthday? Or are you dreading your 30th birthday? Because I know I was dreading my 30th birthday. I didn't want to Listen, celebrate it. I have been dreading turning 30 since I was 14. Because that's what it means to be a female in the world. So <laughs> at this point, at this point, I'm like, bring it the fuck on, actually. So you're over the fear. I'm over it because yeah. it's been with me. It's like, it's almost like you're afraid of something. You just have to do it, right? Right. It's been with me for 16 years or so. But, so now I just just need to be 30 now. But what, what, is, your, what is your fear? of 30 that you just buy going to fall apart or something there's a lot of things I think there's um there's well yeah for a woman I think there's this idea of like desirability fading I remember I was 15 when I did this ask men put out every year a list of like the 100 most desirable women and I took all of them and I calculated what the average age was <laughs> and it was 28 of course you did <laughs> Of course you did. Um, so if the average age was 28, there must have been quite a few that were a good bit older than that. There were, but of I'm course Because I'm sure there was a bunch of 18-year-olds in there. Yeah, like. no, but a lot of them, I mean, a lot of them were in and around, like, 28 was the average. I would also say it was probably the median as well. Like, that okay. was a lot, you know, maybe right. even the mode. Like, there was a lot of that late 20s. I forgot the difference between median and mode. Well, the average is, you know, just the... Add it all together, divide it up. Then the median is, is the is, most common one. That no, that's comes the up. mode. That's oh, the mode. The, mode. Okay. the median is like so. If there are a hundred of them, yeah, the median is you know, fifty and fifty-one. Like so, an average. If something if something is extremely high or extremely low, it can fuck up an average because it just gets average. Right. And the median, you see what's actually the middle as opposed to the okay. average. The middle and the average are different. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Because like, if you took for example, like. You know, you took like the. I remember liking those in in math yeah. class, but uh, so I've always held on to them a little bit more than other things. But uh, yeah, I like, so it's like it's like how to get a percentage. I often forget how to do it, uh, but recently it's come up a bit more now. So like you multiply you multiply it by a hundred, and then you divide it by the the percentage you're looking for. Is that how you get a percentage? Is it? Or is it you multiply it by the thing that you're looking for and divide by 100? I don't know. It's one of those things. Like if you're looking for 30%. Yeah. So like here's... So like... Uh, so like... Yeah. Like I... Like it, something cost me like 60 quid. Yeah. Like... So what percentage is 34 quid? What percentage of 60, 60 is, is 34, 34 quid? Because 30 is 50, right? And then 4... And 60 would be at 15. Yeah. Seems so like it's like a pro to say, like, oh, oh right, I paid, yeah. like, so you put, I paid 40% right, right, right. of so what you put I should 34. Have. Yeah, you're right. So you times it by 100 and then you divide it by 60. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But, like, that, yeah, that shit, like, I love percentage math mm-hmm. in the sense that I think it's kind of cool if you can find math cool, but. I say maths. I don't know why I'm saying math because I'm around you, I guess, yeah. but maths. Maths. Mats. mats like mats on the floor or like mats like mats Matthews graining or yeah yeah a lot of mats Matt Hicks interesting that you went to graining as your first mat graining and Hicks are the two mats I went to do you know who Matt Hicks is no 
Who's Matt Hicks? He's the guy who was the fake Prince Harry on I Want to Marry Harry. <laughs> Have we talked about that on this podcast? No. Really? Really. I said to you a while ago, I was like, we should have one where we just talk about, like, the great forgotten trash reality shows. <laughs> but there's only one that you wanted to talk about, really. No, it was this and, and the, I princesses, had... the Princesses of Long Island. Okay. And um, Perfect Match. Perfect Match. So we... I had three. Okay. I forgot about the other two. <laughs> well, that's on you, man. Just like your birthday. <laughs> Um, but uh, so yeah I Want to Marry Harry was a TV show that didn't even fully air on TV unbelievable because it's one of the best things I've ever seen and do you know how many episodes it actually aired on television I think four I think I think it was eight and I think four aired okay and so the rest of it aired then on their website yeah or on Hulu on Hulu Hulu okay Um, and you can find it all on YouTube, and that's the amazing thing. Yeah, about you it. can. It's all and on I, YouTube, and I fucking suggest you do. And the and the owners, of the TV channel that made it, like which it is Fox, Fox, like yeah. aren't even bothered to like take it <laughs> off YouTube. That's how little interest they have in the show. Um, but the premise was is that they bu- got a bunch of girls, American girls, American girls, and they, they hid them away in a hotel. And then, well, that's not the premise. We know this because okay, so well, I thought that was kind of like we're we're kind of taking you away to like you know this magical Thunderland. Oh yeah, but not a hotel. Like, well, it was like a big Windsor like housey place. Oh, like, manor more. Manor, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like I felt like it was a manor that's now a hotel. Do you know what Maybe, I mean? Maybe, yeah. Uh, and uh, you're going to compete for this mystery bachelor. Yeah. And then he comes out, and then his name is like. I didn't sir, think, they call him sir. They, they call, say just address him as sir. No, no, let's call him by his real name. I well, guess. they don't because they don't say right away that he's Prince Harry because they try to make the girls be like, oh my god, is he Prince Harry? So yeah. they hired a Matt Hicks, who is the second Matt in the world that I thought of, right? Uh, as a lookalike, and he looks kind he looks, of. He, he's the type of guy who, if you like from a distance and yeah. you're drunk, you might think he was Prince Harry. Yeah. Because he's ginger, he's like thin, he's Tall like pale, thin. like he's English. Yeah. Like, so like if you if you were kind of drunk and you were like, you know, seeing him from across a bar, you might go, wait, is that fucking Prince Harry? Yeah. But uh, he's obviously not. He's like, it was he a painter or decorator or some shit. No, he was like an, uh, no, he was like an environmental cleaner upper. Well, that's nice. No, he was. It was like a nice job, but yeah. like he was not rich at all. And so they, yeah, they, they kind of play with these girls' heads to make you think that he's the prince. And they're all assuming that they don't know what the, like, the prince really looks like. Yeah, right. And some of the girls seem to really buy it. But but basically, my friend, uh, Kim... A friend you grew up with. Well, yeah, a friend who I, who I knew from acting from the time we were, like, you know... 14 to 17 we did a bunch of community theater together and she's actually a fucking brilliant actress and she's a beautiful girl and that's probably you know they hired her for this show and she but they wouldn't like they wouldn't let her say she was an actress because they didn't want it to look fake so if you actually watch the show like her job changes every time like the job they put under like Kim 24 this it changes all the time yeah Yeah. they're like waitress promotional model social worker (laughs) (laughs) these are all the things that she has on her actors like like uh, book yeah on her actors resume all the things she's played probably yeah um, but she but so I that's the reason I watched it because my friend was on it but she ended up winning the damn Thing. Yes, and the idea was is that at the end they were going, they were just going to turn around and go, "Ha ha, 
He's not Prince Harry, even though they never really told you specifically that he that is he, Prince no, Harry. No, they did actually. They did. Oh, did About they? mid-season, they actually said he he is. They stepped Prince it up. Harry. Okay. Yeah. I've watched a couple episodes with you, but I haven't. I've watched, watched the whole thing about four times. Oh, you do, and you will watch it again <laughs> soon. I'm sure. I fucking will. Um, so yeah, we. I'll sit, maybe put a link to the first episode on on the the, yeah. the website page. Uh, but yeah, because um, like it's actually kind of funny that show is on your mind because real Prince Harry had a baby. Uh, well, with yeah, Meghan Markle. and that's funny because one of the things who's Kim, American, who's American, and an actress. And I remember when Kim first w- won the show, there were a couple of like there were still people like writing about it. Of course, it wasn't like a huge show, so it wasn't in the bigger magazines. But there were some publications writing about it, and some of them like acknowledged that she was an actress. You know, not right. that that was bad, just that that was like her job. And it was like um, you know the idea of Prince Harry falling for an American actress. How silly! But look at what he gone and done. Right? Maybe that show would have worked with the real Prince Harry. Maybe it probably of, would have. A bunch of American actresses. The real Prince Harry probably would fall for my friend Kim. Like, yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah, like, they're not a million miles away from each yeah. other. Yeah. Uh, Megan's blacker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that a term? Blacker? No. I'm sure that's not a good term to use. She's more a person of color. <laughs> I don't know. A person know. of more color? A person of more color. That must be it. God. And it's just, this is the stupid thing, because, like, um, the, the the British reaction to Meghan Markle mm. has been weird because she is an African-American woman. Yeah. Um, that, like, there's been a lot of, like, weird comments about, like, a lot of people have been trying to say that her, she faked her pregnancy. Did you hear about this? What the fuck? Yeah, that was like a conspiracy theory that was going around. What? They 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 reckoned that she had like a surrogate, like actually have the baby, and then so because she didn't want to do it. That's the weird sort of shit that was leveled at her. That's so weird. Yeah, um, and then so like you know they showed up with the baby recently. Who they called Archie. So I guess they're both big Riverdale fans. <laughs> Um, apparently it's Archie Harrison. Yeah. And then someone pointed out at work, which I didn't, I didn't spot. Like, yeah, Harry's son. And Harry's I'm like, son. Oh, that's gross. Archie, Harry's son. That's, that <laughs> seems real dumb to me. And then what is their actual last name? Is it Mountbatten Windsor? Is that the last name? Mountbatten Windsor, yeah. Okay. Now I don't... Archie Harrison, Mountbatten Windsor. I think the Mountbatten is one of those things where, like, it can only appear in certain circumstances. Like, not everybody's a Mountbatten in the Windsor family or maybe I'm wrong about that maybe I'm just thinking of like something else entirely but well well where does Mountbatten Windsor come from is Mountbatten Philip and Windsor is Elizabeth well like yeah she's she's Windsor but I don't know I don't know where the Mountbatten comes from I think it's Philip okay because isn't he more Dutch or something well I think he's German I think he's German is that what it is yeah but the the thing with him is that like that's what I mean Germanic because I guess because he's never been made king I guess the family name can't change to his family name. As it shouldn't. There's a lot of weird rules no, within the royal as family. It, as it fucking shouldn't. Well, I mean, like, why don't they just stick with Windsor in general? Like, I see to get a, like we. Talk, why? Yeah. Why you gotta put a Mountbatten on it? Why you gotta put a Mountbatten on it? Yeah. And now I'm just thinking a cake because of a Battenberg. I don't know what that is. Did you ever see a Battenberg cake? No. It's a very nice cake. It's got like a couple different types of like coloured sponge in it. Mm. Um, but it's nice, it's tasty. But yeah, I just uh, now I just think of Mount Batten. Cake. Cake. But Battenberg. <laughs> anyway. Mount Battenberg. Mount Battenberg. 
Battenberg. I can, why can I say Battenberg? Oh, because no, no. I, I don't it's, do teas a no, lot. No, no, no. That's, yeah, no, that's true. That's part of your accent. You glottal stop them a lot. But not every tea is meant to be aspirated. Okay, first of all, for the listeners, not for me, because I know everything. Talk about glottal stops. Glottal stop. What? Glottal. So that's, I just glottal stop the T in the word glottal. Okay, but, but, right, but so it just means that you don't pronounce, like, middle consonants? Or, or at the end as well. So like, okay. um, so like, so, so like a Dublin thing, like, what? What? Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. You are? A glottal. A glottal. Mountain. Bottle. Bottle. Bottle of beer. <laughs> I was, I'm always reminded of that eight degrees of separation with that bottle of beer. Bottle of beer. That's how they made him posh. <laughs> they made Will Smith posh in the movie. I don't remember that moment. Oh. But I, but what I do with my intermittent teas, because I'm American, is they're, they're just D's. I thought you were going to do a Southern accent there, because you, you went <laughs> there. They're just, they're just, just days. There's those days. Have you seen my days? Oh, my days. <laughs> anyway. Um, so we're going over, uh, as you said, to the United States mm-hmm. uh, in November, but we're also going over in September. August. August slash September, because yeah. we'll do a bit of both, uh, for uh, Dragon Con. Um, and this Marriott is Dragon Corn. Uh, shout out to Dana Snyder and Dana Swanson. Wait, wait, I was like, where? Was yeah, she? I got my Dana's mixed up. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Who's Dana Snyder? Dana Snyder, you haven't met actually, which is kind of funny. So, Dana Snyder was the first Dana that I met at Dragon Con. Oh, uh, the second I love the name Dana, it's a really pretty name. Yeah, but he's 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 a guy, oh, he's a yeah. male Dana, and it works both ways, and then she's a female Dana. It's a very um, handsome name as well. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um. I met Dana Snyder uh, my first year at Dragon Con. He uh, is a voice actor and he does uh, Aquatine Hunger Force. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's the milkshake. Oh, he's Master Shake. cool. Um, yeah, and so um, as a result, uh, you know, I'd, I'd see him at the next few Dragon Cons and stuff like that. He doesn't go as very often now. Um, he's got a kid now and stuff like that, so I guess he's kind of going to ones that are easier mm. to visit. Uh, but um, but he is. But if he does Aqua Teen Hunger Force, does that mean he is based in Atlanta? Well, no, because you can do voice work from outside or fly oh, in just okay. to record your stuff and leave. Yeah, but yeah. Um, no, the, that show is based in Atlanta. But he's not. But he's not. And uh, But he, one year, when he was at Dragon Con, recorded the Aqua Teen Hunger Force Christmas album while he was there. And he invited me to come along with him to the studio. Oh, um, and I think someone told me that I have a credit on the album or a thank you on oh the album. Oh my god! Something like that. But um, as Iron Fever, I I don't even know. It might have been Aaron Poole. Um, my my Dead. my original name. <laughs> um, before I Dead. changed in the war, uh, but. Um, yeah, because uh, someone said that to me once, but I haven't confirmed it since. But basically, um, his one of his songs that he did was he basically, as Master Shake sang Jingle Bells. But he sang this kind of like, you know, it was like this club, like, you know, like like swingers club kind of like, you know, version, lounge, mm. lounge version of Jingle Bells. But then it got faster and faster and faster and faster and then it became this whole mess. Uh, and, you know, I was kind of like they were t- like Dana was saying at the time like oh I don't like I don't want to sing Jingle Bells this is kind of a boring what do I, how do I make this different yeah and 
like we were we all kind of talked about how to make it different and I kind of like had a little bit of a hand in like yeah. turning into the mess that it was Aww. um but then um they were like oh like you know i made the pun in the studio of like oh you're really going jingle balls deep <laughs> am i right like being my stupid punny self right but that's what they called it in the end on the jingle album. balls deep yeah, or maybe my, my yeah, I can't remember how they they, they spell or, oh, was that's it, great. or jingle bells deep or something like that. Oh, but, that's great. But they so basically you, you deserve to thank you. They use my they use they use a little bit of my like input uh, on that. Uh, and so uh, yeah, I think I have a little bit of a credit there. But uh, yeah, it's weird and it like in little tiny tiny ways I have kind of like shown up on a bunch of different adult swim stuff mm. from going to Dragon Con. Um like the Venture Brothers TV show. Um, uh, to, uh, in the most random way I'm just vaguely mentioned on one of the commentaries but I'm mentioned in the most roundabout like non like oh that's well you if you knew me you'd know oh, they're talking about Aaron know, yeah. but if you didn't know who it was so what did they say Because so they talked about what they had done at a, at a convention at, at Dragon Con uh, one year when they kind of burst through a bunch of like crepe paper like as if there were one of those sports teams running out yeah. at like a show, and yeah. they, so we had done this whole thing, and they just said like, and like those two Irish guys like held up the paper, <laughs> and I was one of those Irish guys, <laughs> and so like it's just like it's like the dumbest things of like you know oh, yeah, I'm kind of involved there, like you can hear, like I'm involved in like two of their TV shows, kind of. I'm so looking forward to going back. Yeah, you had a great time last yeah, year. Yeah, and I think I'll have an even better time this year. Just because I sort of know what I'm going into. Yeah. I'm getting a little bit more into the cosplay. And also, like, last year, when I when I by the time I got there, I was, in a sense, tired. Just because I had taken a vacation at home in New York for a couple of days. Right. And so I had been drinking and partying, so I wasn't as down to drink and party. I yeah. also got really sick one night, which sucked. Yeah, so you, I, had, you had food poisoning, I got food poisoning, yeah, yeah. So I think, and I still had a great time, so I think I'll have an <laughs> even better time this year. Yeah, I mean, I think that's always the way with Dragon Con. I think everybody's first years is definitely a feeling out period of, yeah. like, knowing, because it's such an unusual experience. Like, you had been to comic conventions with me a couple of times before, or Dragon Con, but they were Irish and English ones. And yeah, so, and it was never staying overnight, like, because I went to Thought Bubble after I went to Dragon Con, so, like, anything oh, yeah. I had been with with you was sort of just, like, a day or two of you selling comics, but, like, it wasn't a whole thing. Like, we would, yeah. we would go home. Dragon Con's almost a week now at this point. Yeah. Like, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a different experience. And it's such a bigger experience, too. Like, so many people have come yeah. to it. And it just takes over downtown Atlanta. Uh, but yeah, so what was, okay, what was kind of, if you could pick like three things that you're looking forward to at Dragon Con this year, what would you, what would you say those three things are? Okay, well, number one, hanging out with all the fabulous people that I met who were your friends last year. Like, everyone is so lovely and so cool, so I'm looking forward to seeing everyone again. Mm. Um, also just cosplaying <laughs> so you have plans for cosplay yeah i do so uh, do you want to reveal any of the plans yeah now? of course I'm, I'm not shy about it so one costume that i've wanted to do for a long time and you finally bought me the wig for christmas thank it you is. very much i need to buy the rest of it but it's an easy enough costume is um hot mad madam mim 
So if you know the Sword and Stone, you know Mad Madam Mim, you know that in her song, she has about 10 seconds of getting hot. So I'm going to be those 10 seconds. So I'm going to cosplay a character so that only, only exists for 10 seconds. Mm. But, you know. That's very that's Dragon Con, though. That's very right, Dragon exactly. And then the other one that I think I want to do, but... Um, so definitely I'm doing hot Mad Madam Mim. That's right. a definite. And then the other two that I'm floating around, and they would be the same wig would be Cheryl Blossom, but the thing about Cheryl Blossom is... From Riverdale. From Riverdale. The TV show. Yeah. The thing about Cheryl Blossom is hard to do for a hot climate. Oh, it's because it's it's a lot of clothes. Yeah. She tends to wear long sleeves and that kind of thing. You know me. I hate long sleeves. She also wears, like, boob tops and stuff like that. Like, she wears, like, you know, halter necks and shit like that a lot, so... All right, she's, she's a big fashion range. You just have to figure out yeah. which, which particular look you want to go with. And I feel like I would have to be really specific because I don't like... Yeah, I feel like I would have to really nail it, though, to nail it. And then I want to cosplay my own D&D character as well. And that which would be fun. the same wig. Yeah. So I would just need to figure out like an outfit for that. But I know kind of like what the hair would be like, what the makeup would be like. She's super freckly, so I'd have fun like putting freckles on. Nice. Um... And that's what's the third thing you're looking forward to at DragonCon? That was that was number two. Watching you on stage. <laughs> that wasn't a hint. <laughs> I wasn't trying to like give you a hint to say me. Um, I was just trying to remind you to do the list. Uh, yeah, well, I'm looking forward to being on stage this year. Um, I just like, the reason why DragonCon's on my mind, I guess, because it is a good few months out now still. Uh, is that I signed my contract for it today. Yeah, uh, so. and it's funny, you did that today, and, and completely separately, I changed my profile picture today to a picture that was taken at DragonCon, hmm. uh, me wearing a really cool crown that was made by Hannah. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I couldn't remember if yeah, it was Heather or Hannah who yeah, made Hannah that Yeah, Hannah who made it, yeah. Okay, cool. Heather probably took the picture. Or cool. Hannah did, I'm not sure. <laughs> um... So yeah, it's it's. I'm looking forward to this year. I think it's going to be a really good year. Some people who you haven't met before, who I'm good friends with, will be there this year. So Molly Lewis is going to be there, as far as I'm aware. I probably shouldn't announce these things for other people. <laughs> um, as far as I'm aware, she's going to be there. She still may not be going. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a couple of people who like have gone in previous years but weren't there last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that are there. Uh, I'm hoping to come back this year. Um, and so far the, the guest list includes them that's the weird thing about these sort of conventions though because um, I find there's a lot of people who like for even like big guests at a convention there's a lot of people who will commit so say for example um, I'm going to pick a random star uh, Karen Gillan right she's in Doctor Who oh, right. and she's in the Jumanji movies and she's in the yeah. Avenger movies right uh, she has gone to Dragon Con in previous years um and uh she there have been some times where people like her have had to cancel like last minute because they've gotten a new job mm. so they've been offered like a, a movie thing but you like you have to be there like right you know, and they're not gonna turn that down they're not like, gonna turn that yeah. down which is which makes sense but I feel bad for people who book tickets like a year in advance and book their hotels and book flights and then like the week before, like the person who they're so jazzed to see cancels. Yeah. Um, and there's sometimes like you know you see comments from people saying like you know well you're like I, I you were the only person the only reason why I was coming to this. Damn. See I see you know me though I just don't get that like I would never be that into just seeing one person to take a picture with them like I don't understand that like well, uh, like it's 
I just don't get it. Especially when you're committing, like, a yeah. couple, couple of grand, probably, yeah. if you're taking in flights and hotels and all that kind of stuff, like a grand or two, uh, into, into getting a picture. But yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's not as if it's, like, a concert and they're, like, seeing this one person perform and it's like, oh, I want to, like, go to a whole show. Well, they'll probably see them, like, at a panel talk and stuff like that. So, so they'll, they'll probably go to all their panels and listen to them talk I guess for an so. hour or so. Yeah. But is there anybody? No. I'm not, no. Even when you were young? No. There was nobody who you were like, oh my God. Because we watched a documentary series recently uh, called Chasing Cameron. Yeah. Which was on Netflix and it was all about YouTube stars. And not even just YouTube stars, like Instagram stars. Yeah. Who took part in this like... They call it MagCon as if it's like a Dragon Con, as if it's a MagCon, and but Mag stands for Meet and Greet. Meet and Greet, and they were doing this tour of Europe, where they would do these Meet and Greet shows, where they had like maybe one or two musicians. Yeah. They would play a bit of to music to out. this crowd of people, but then otherwise it's just girls paying five hundred quid or more sometimes to take a picture to with take a picture with a guy and you like you see them for like two three seconds yeah take a picture and you're gone yeah and those girls are thrilled for it to happen yeah like they're screaming as if it's the beatles and these guys are just taking pictures on instagram yeah they're not even like i mean because you've you've argued with me before that acting is doesn't take a lot of skill or whatever like that but like even acting is like working harder i would say than being an Instagram model. No, no, no. Because they're not... No, I don't want to disparage the guys. I still don't... I still don't get the mindset of just... Like, have you ever had someone like that? Like, that much... Like, I don't get the whole hero worship thing. Like, have you ever had someone like that who you would have just, like, paid all this money and gone crazy just to, like, shake hands with or hear them do a talk? There's a few... I, when I was younger, maybe. Like, who? Who would have uh, made that list? I don't know. Like, there was, there was people who I was definitely, like, a big fan of when I was young. Like, Jim Henson, I mean, he was dead. But, yeah. like, you know, I would have, like, you know, paid a lot of money just to shake his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, that was quite young. I mean, since I was, like, 19, 20, I think because I've always had aspirations of doing a lot of the things that mm, the people who I looked up to do. Mm-hmm. So, say, for example, like, you know... Uh, a big like Jonathan Hickman who's a who's a comic book writer who I think is amazing I'd love to meet him I'd love to chat to him but, but I'd chatting, love but yeah like, I'd love to do it in a, in a level where we're seen as equals that's what I mean and I think part of it is like maybe I'm too prideful or too arrogant like I'm not interested in like meeting someone in that way to me it's demeaning but at the same time like the world wouldn't work unless there were people who wanted to do that unless there were fans unless there were fanatics like maybe we're we've just never been like super into one thing enough to be fanatic about it Mm, but i still think the world could work because like yeah i'm not i've never been super fanatic about anything but there are lots of things that i like and things that i like you know patronize and like yeah but i just mean in the sense of like so for example game of thrones we both like game of thrones yeah uh we Neither of us have ever really bought like Game of Thrones merchandise. I bought a t-shirt at Penny's. You bought a t-shirt at Penny's for like how much? Two weeks ago. Oh god, six euro. Maybe? Six euro. So yeah. you like that's how much money you've given to the Game of yeah. Thrones franchise. Uh, I bought the books. And you bought those little guys. Oh, that's true. I did buy those <laughs> little guys. I bought these little like figures, figurines, but they came in like a blind bag pack, so you didn't know which one you were getting. Yeah. So I have about five or six of them. All right. So I probably given. 
Outside of the books, which I think is is not the, the same. And also, the book is the thing itself. Like it's the, the book isn't that, merch. It's not like merch. The book is the so thing. So merchandise wise, I'd say I've probably given about fifty quid. Uh, yeah, or less. Like, well, those things were cheap. Were they not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll probably given about fifty quid. Uh, so that's not a lot. So these shows need people to buy more merchandise. They need the people who buy Game of Thrones bedsheets. God, they do. And it's that's it's mind-blowing because that's where... Because I always get confused. I'm like, why does Game of Thrones make so much money? It's HBO. People pay into it. They, they pay into it regardless of what show it is. They pay into the network. But then I'm like, oh, it's the merch. Like, that's Man. how they make the money. Like the tours that they do. Yeah, like because the- you paid 50 quid for something that probably made... Needed like a dollar to make, maybe like probably plastic, yeah, like a plastic piece, yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, I did go to one of the Game of Thrones exhibition exhibitions, so I've probably given a little bit more. I've probably given close to a hundred quid to it, maybe. Yeah, so many 80, 70 quid or eighty ninety quid. Uh, yeah, yeah, and so if everyone who watches gives that much, like. Yeah, and it's, they, they, yeah, there's millions and millions of people that watch it. So, like, yeah, like you need you need people who will take that sort of level of interest above and beyond just consuming the product. Mm. And so, like, we're us being kind of like, you know, oh, I don't get it. But, like, those actors, like, they make their wages by, uh, by, need, by having those people go, like, here's 20 quid, can I take a picture with you? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know... I got a picture with Lou Ferrigno one year. He was the guy who played the Hulk on the old TV show. Well, do you remember, like, the 70s, the Incredible Hulk TV show? Okay, it was, like, instead of, like, having a CG, like, Hulk, like there is now, like, a big green dude now. They have a different dude play the Hulk. They had, like, they had a big bodybuilder guy (laughs) called Lou Ferrigno, and he just, they just painted him green. And so they had, like, a little tiny, small actor, like, turn into this guy. Oh, that's fun. It was cool. Um, and, uh, but he was also a world, like, Mr. Universe, mm. like, you know, like, bodybuilding champion, like, and actually the documentary Pumping Iron, which you've probably heard about, is about, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger being, mm. like, a weightlifter. Um, he, they, like, Lou Ferrigno is the, like, the other challenger. They're the two big ah. guys in bodybuilding at the time. Uh, Lou Ferrigno's uh, deaf as well, or at least partially deaf. Um, I think it might be fully deaf, but, uh, so he does a lot of conventions, you know, and he, you know, makes his money because, you know, as an older guy who doesn't get a lot of acting roles, you know, and is not really going to make a lot of money off bodybuilding anymore. These are a big part of his income. Like people pay 20 quid to take a picture with him. I was asked to go get a, uh, a signed photograph for him for a friend's, uh, nephew. Mm-hmm. So I went and did that and I said like, well, fucking I'm here. I'll get a picture with Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Why not? Right. And it's a fun picture. Yeah. You know, and I've shown people that, and like the reaction you get off other people has made it worth that money. Do you know what I mean? Because I got a picture, because he's got big, massive muscles. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, so I was like, okay, let's show off our muscles. He got oh, a good, I've actually, he got this. a good kick out of that. Yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, let me, let me put my muscles to yeah. your puny ones. Um, and so, like, it was kind of worth the money in that sense. You know, I didn't pay a shit ton. Like, some people, had they have to pay, like, 150 quid or whatever to get yeah. a photo with the celebrity. But it was kind of worth that money. So, I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird economy. But uh, I guess I have mixed feelings about it. I'm not hating on it. I'm not hating on it. I just... It's just one of those things that, like, I just don't quite get it. I... I it, mm-hmm. Yeah. It wouldn't be worth it to me. 
Yeah. But if I'm, it's worth it to somebody fucking cool. Like, yeah, it's just a weird thing because yeah. like, I know when I first went to Dragon Con, a lot of people, and some of them were the celebrities themselves, referred to the Walk of Fame, which is the place where you go to get your photo taken with them or a signature. Uh, a lot of people had jokingly referred to it as the Walk of Shame, as the kind of like, you know, oh, it's a bit sad, isn't it? But then, like, you know, I've walked around it a couple of times and I've seen people have these really joyous interactions. Like, these people are super fucking excited. Oh, God, yeah, no, I don't, like, I don't think it's, it's sad. Like, I think it's, it's like a certain thrill that people get. Like, no, I, like, I'm just saying, like, it's one of those things that I don't get. Like, I think I'm the weird person for not getting it. It's one of those things I just don't get, like sports or like theme parks, like yeah, you know. <laughs> Ken is very mad at us for not liking theme parks, by the way. Us. Yeah. So Ken Plume, who for any who listens, but probably I say knows us because I feel like you like theme parks. Enough. No. No. I, well, he wants to take us to Disneyland or That's Disney so World. That's sweet, though. No interest. Yeah, I no don't interest. either. Like, I think that is so damn sweet, but like, no, I, I just no. Yeah, no. I'd go to like a fairground for a day. I would rather not. Nah. <laughs> But that's what I mean. Like, it makes me sound like this really joyless person. Like, I just don't like. I just don't get joy out of those things. I'm surprised. Like fairgrounds, you don't get joy out of like like a roller coaster. You can't get any joy out of. I hate them. They terrify me. Well, you know what a hypochondriac I am. Like, I just think I'm going to die every time. But you like horror movies though, so it's. I know, but there's a piece of me that knows I'm not going to die from watching a horror movie. But like a crickety, you know, like Ferris wheel, something could easily go wrong there. Yeah, I suppose. All right. Well, listen, folks. <laughs> folks. <laughs> folks. We're going to end her there. We're going to cut her short there. Uh, yeah. I I feel like I'm kind of out of practice with podcasting. Aww. I feel like I'm not uh, as schmoove as I used to be. I'm sorry. Oh, it's not your fault. Because I, I used to podcast with like guests and I would organize and I would be much more proactive about podcasting now is the thing I do for funsies every once in a while with my wife at home yeah we're (laughs) just like we're having a conversation let's record it this time yeah (laughs) there's a few two times have you ever had that where we had a conversation I was like this should be on the podcast (laughs) there's a couple of times I'm like damn we should have recorded this one and I almost felt like stopping and go hold on let me set up a microphone so we can get into this Uh, alright folks uh, I love you all love you all um, not as much as my wife. Aww. Yeah. You don't love them as much as I love them, is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's a bit desperate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we will be back when we'll be back. Um, until then, uh, go to armorfever.com, check out anything and everything that's going on there. Probably not a lot right now, to be honest with you. Um, I'm uh, ramping up some comic book work. So there's two projects that are in the art phase. Two different comic books that I've, that I've written are in the art phase at the moment. And there's one that I'm currently writing. So there's uh, more work to come this year. And um, the, the there was an idea at one point to do a Kickstarter. I think I mentioned on the podcast before. Uh, it hasn't gone away, but it has been delayed. So it'll happen when it happens. But um, see me at DragonCon. Catch me outside. And until then, stay pickledy-miggledy. Yeah, stay pickledy-miggledy, folks. Which is what happens after I've had a few whiskeys. (laughs)